Welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anna Ramana. Well, friends, today I'd like to talk about destiny, fate, or is it chance how this life plays out? What do you believe? I've been mulling this over lately, especially since my first love, back in my 20s actually, has swum back into my life again. Every 20 years or so, we seem to check in. We met back in Dublin in, oh, in our early 20s. And it was such a time of innocence and we were so full of passion and possibility and we'd travel around the countryside and I'd be on the back of his Yamaha 350. (laughs) And we ended up living together in Amsterdam for a while. Both of us had jobs that were paying very well and were generally happy. But I could feel the call of something larger. And it took, oh, a long time of considering all the possibilities before I made the leap to come to America. I'd always wanted an education and that was harder to come by in Ireland. I had run away from home, mostly because I was mischievous and a bit wild in my teens. And I didn't study much in my teen years. School had always come easily to me. And I never learned really to put my mind to studying. And in Ireland, your whole possibility of getting into university is based on a national exam you take at the end of secondary school or high school. And though I did okay in the exams, um, I didn't get enough points to go to college. And so when I met someone in Amsterdam who invited me to Oregon, I thought I would really love to go. You know, he told me that all you need to do is take an exam called the SATs, It's pretty simple, and then you can go to college. (laughs) Anyway, it was quite a big thing for me to leave this beloved of mine. I loved him so deeply, and it was wrenching, actually, for both of us. And I, I really imagined that I would return to him. But that didn't happen. I got a scholarship to college, got my bachelor's degree, and... To keep staying here, I needed to keep going to college. So I had a student visa and went on to get my master's and life just took off from there. So all these years later, even though that love is so deep, our lives 
This man and mine went in completely different directions. And so it was quite amazing to have a Zoom call with him earlier this week to see how we both had aged, where we were in our lives. And he's done very well for himself. He's been married, divorced, is in a long-term relationship now, quite financially stable. And I, on the other hand, not so financially stable, but I did get my education and I've spent the last 20 years doing deep internal healing work, having shed a lot of the old ghosts. And so my heart feels wide open and I wouldn't change it for a moment. But when we were talking, my long ago ex and I, at the end of the conversation after we'd reminisced a lot, I said to him at the end, you know, I love you, which I really feel so deeply in my heart. I love you. And his response was, me too, bye. And he hung up. And I really couldn't blame him for protecting his heart. After all, I had left him all those years ago. But I couldn't deny my own heart either. And then the next day, I received a playlist from him of all the old songs back in the day that we used to listen to, dance to, sing to. Songs that had deep resonance for both of us. And it was a wonderful trip down memory lane to listen to those songs and remember who we used to be and how beautifully we were together. We certainly laughed a lot. And some of those songs, I think, were his way of saying he loved me. So, you know, it, of course, begs the question, oh, how, how might it have been if we had stayed together? But he had actually said to me also in the conversation, I don't think I could have made you happy. And I was really touched by the humility in that. Who knows? Who knows if he could have? And certainly there were years when I regretted moving to America. I was incredibly homesick for Ireland. You wouldn't think there would be much of a difference, a cultural difference. But in those days, it was huge. We may speak the same language, but the way of living was very different then. I missed him also. For many years, this poem by Gary Snyder would, would sing to me. I would read it and be a little nostalgic. And it's an excerpt from a longer poem that I'll read for you called December at Yaz. You said, that October in the tall dry grass by the orchard when you chose to be free. Again, someday, maybe 10 years. After college, I saw you one time. You were strange and I was obsessed with the plan. Now, 10 years and more have gone by. I've always known where you were 
I might have gone back to you, hoping to win your love back. You still are single. I didn't. I thought I must make it alone. I have done that. Only in dream, like this dawn, does the grave, awed intensity of our young love return to my mind, to my flesh. We had what the others all crave and seek for. We left it behind at 19. I feel ancient as though I had lived many lives and may never now know if I am a fool or have done what my karma demands. May never now know if I am a fool or have done what my karma demands. A very sweet, tender meditation by the Zen poet Gary Snyder and addressing that ancient question, is it destiny? Or is it chance, random chance, that determines how our lives unfold? And the poem has such beauty and is so relatable for many, I'm sure, and certainly was for me for many years. But having spent all these years looking inside that was precipitated by a near-death experience, which I've talked about in other episodes. One of the things that I was shown so clearly that still stays with me, even though I can forget it at times, I was shown that every single thing on this earth is happening in utter perfection. Every single thing no matter how it looks, no matter how you might judge it or be resistant to it, it's all laid out exactly as it's meant to. And I think this love of mine, this old love of mine, and I both feel that, that we were meant to go on these separate paths. But the love that we felt, that didn't die, that didn't go on a separate path. It stayed in my heart. And now, because I've done all this freeing of these old wounds and scars, you know, there's more possibility, more ability to feel that love all the way through because the protections, the egoic protections, have fallen away. And so it's a beautiful thing to come back to each other, to feel that love, to not need anything from each other, and to trust that destiny, fate, perfection, led each of us on our own unique path, though our hearts have always been connected. So I used to tell myself, I used to call myself a fatalist. You know, I think probably growing up in Ireland, it was easy to do that with all of the Catholicism, the religion that I was inculcated with. But now it's not so much fatalism as a deepening trust in how life was meant to play out. I was meant to come to America because I really believe I was meant to meet my spiritual teacher and that something in my soul 
wanted to be free, wanted to rise above the daily, the daily ordinariness of life, to dig a bit deeper into what life is really about, to find meaning in this bodily experience on planet Earth. So I really do feel it was the right movement. And often when we take these supposed wrong turns or look back with regret and wonder if, what if, if we'd done or acted a different way, how it might have been, there's usually a teaching in it. We can learn from those places where we imagined that we made a mistake. So I'd like to share with you this poem that I've always loved. It has a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor um, about this particular person's life experience. And she decided to call it Portia Nelson. She called it Autobiography in five short chapters. Autobiography in five short chapters. So I'll read you each of these five chapters. They are indeed short. Chapter one. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3 I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. But my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4 I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. <laughs> Such a wonderful humorous take on these repetitive patterns that we tend to get into, even if they don't serve us. They're familiar, they're comfortable. And we go round and round repeating the same old pieces and call it fate. There's, a, there's an amazing quote by Jung um, that, that says, until you make the unconscious conscious, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And this poem I just read is such an example of that, where we're unconsciously 
denying responsibility for our experience, saying it isn't my fault, and yet traveling down the same road, falling into the same pits, the same holes, blaming someone else, until finally you get it. Yes, take responsibility. Yes, it is my fault. I'll own it. And then finding a different road or street or habit to walk down, to experience a different way to be. So I just was talking this evening actually with my sister who I'm very close to. We were a family of eight, six kids and our parents and we grew up on the north side of Dublin in a kind of dodgy area. It was right on the cusp of a well-to-do area and kind of the road was a bridge between this well-to-do area and a rougher area. It's very different now. Things have come a long way. But back in the 60s, um, it was quite a, an interesting place to grow up and certainly had its challenges. And sometimes my sister will say, or my mother used to say, oh, we could have lived on the south side until even now, all these years later, my sister was saying just tonight that our father put a deposit down on a house in Mount Marion, which is on the south side, a well-to-do area in Dublin, and how different our lives would have been if we'd grown up there. And that's a whole other story she was explaining to me as to why my father let that deposit go and ended up on the north side in a very different neighborhood. But I'll, share, I'll spare you that one. I'll share that in another episode. But just so interesting, you know, to talk about that, how it might have been, and to realize, as we both admitted, we, we actually have thrived. You know, that growing up there and in a family with not a lot of money, or opportunity. Education was kind of all of our way out or way through. That we both managed to come to America and get educated in third level education. We both grew a lot and neither of us really regret that. It was another, another unfolding in perfection. So it's really so interesting to look at your life and look at all the twists and turns and see if you can, instead of going into the usual judgments about places, experiences, times in your life when you felt you may have acted or done differently, to see how it might have been a stepping stone on your journey towards growing into who you are now. Oh, something really to think about. And I'll share this poem with you that I came across recently that really speaks to that. And it's called Wrong Turn. I took a wrong turn the other day, a mistake, but it led me to the shop where I found the very thing I'd been searching for. 
I took a wrong turn the other day, a mistake, but it led me to the shop where I found the very thing I'd been looking for. With my brother, I opened a packet of old letters from my mother and saw a side of her that sweetened what had been sour. Reading letters from my mother, it sweetened what had been deeply sour. Later that day, the radio sang a song from a time when I was discovering love and folded me into itself again. Later that day, the radio sang a song from a time when I was discovering love and folded me into itself again. So this is from Lucy Shaw. So even though she entitles it wrong turn, in each stanza, she's actually showing us how in fact those supposed wrong turns turned out to be a gift. And I can certainly relate to the final stanza about returning to a time through song, through music, when I was discovering love, when I was falling in love for the first time, this young love, so innocent, so pure, and realizing that that was what set me on the path to love, to many relationships of love with lovers, friends, teachers, family, animals, but ultimately all the way home to love of myself, finding the love within where the true treasure resides. So no regrets whatsoever. Certainly there have been many heartaches, including leaving my first love. And yet here we are, softened perhaps by all of the years, all of the hard knocks, all of life's experiences, humbled by age, able to come together again, find that part of ourselves and honor it, hold it up to the light, cherish it and fold it back into ourselves again. This man will always have a piece of my heart. And that is an incredible gift. So, perhaps in your life, you can find, find the gifts that have been given you through your experiences, even the hard ones, even the ones that you may regret. Thank you for being with me today. I love connecting with you in this way. And I leave you now with so much love and gratitude for your time. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family, where for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.